Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. I'm your host, as always, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined once again, joined every single episode by a man who played safety for the Detroit Lions, a man who played safety pretty damn well for the Detroit Lions, had an interception against the New Orleans Saints, who the Lions play this coming Sunday, a man with an all-pro to his name, an interception-leading season. It's Glover Quinn. Uh, what's up, man? Not too much, not too much. Just excited for Saints week, and I'm sure you are too, given your history picking off Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, I love uh, love the Saints, man. love playing the Saints, and they're going down to the Dome too. So, I mean, for me, um, you know, that was the closest place for me to play uh, to home. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, I had two, uh, I guess, bad situations um, in games in New Orleans. But then I had a, a, a epic game in front of my people. So it was uh, it was fun. I love playing against the Saints and, you know, picking off Drew Brees a couple times. You know, the people from back at home, heartbroken. But, you know, mixed emotions, right, seeing the hometown guy you know, make plays at the at the NFL level, but now you're making them against uh, the Saints. So it's been fun over the years. So um, I had people messaging me, you know, last week or week before talking about how they were going to be at the Lions in the Saints game. And it's pretty good stuff. So the Lions need to go down there and represent. They do. They they always do, of course, but now they are also representing Glover Quinn instead of Glover Quinn representing the Lions. So are most Mississippi residents then fans of the Saints? Uh, nah. I mean, a lot of them are, you know what I'm saying? But Mississippi is kind of like that, that place where you're going to have your, your, main, your main teams, you know what I'm saying? Most of the people are probably going to like – a lot of them are going to like the Saints or root for the Saints just because they're close – but you're going to have your typical Steelers fans, your 49er fans, your Cowboy yeah. fans, um, your, you know what I'm saying, those those type of things because, you know, we don't have a team. So a lot of them grew up, you know, being 49er fans or, you know, Dallas Cowboy fans or, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Baltimore Raven fans, you know what I'm saying, things like that. So you kind of got a mixture down there. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, that's kind of the same up here in Canada. Unless you live right near Detroit, you get a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans because the Dallas Cowboys used to be good. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Excited to see the Lions go to New Orleans. And you were talking earlier, you had some bad situations in New Orleans where one was a concussion where they both end up as concussions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of it, I think it was just 
like medicines that I had took um, because, but I was thinking back on it a couple of times. Every time we went to New Orleans, um, I think in 2015, when the first one happened, I was uh, having like ankle issues that year. And um, when we went down to New Orleans, I wanted to feel great. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to feel great. I'm going back home. Like, I don't want my ankle to hurt. And so uh, I think I took some medicine that kind of thinned my blood a little bit too much, pain medicine. And, um, you know, when I took a little shot, because, I mean, it wasn't like it was a shot that was uh, it was a routine kind of tackle generally. And um, just kind of had me a little dizzy from the get-go. And, you know, if you show any signs like that, they're going to pull you. Um, and then the second one kind of with the same thing, I think it was 2017. Um, and I had hurt my groin in week three against, uh, the Falcons. And so when we went to, uh, New Orleans later on, the same thing, I wanted to, I wanted to feel great. I didn't want to feel my groin hurting because I'm going back in, in front of my people. And uh, kind of the same situation. So I think a lot of it had to do with the the medicine that I had took. But in 2016, when we went and played the Saints, I didn't have any uh, body body injuries. And I think I had um, a couple of PBUs and an interception against, uh, against Drew Brees. And we won the game uh, pretty good. So it was good. It was good, and I, I know the story behind the interception is good, where you made an audible on the field. You were not supposed to be there. You were supposed to be deep, weren't you? Yeah, that was uh, that was actually 2014. We was oh, in Detroit. Okay. Um, we played the Saints in Detroit, and um, you know, I had been the free safety for 90 percent of the game. So I mean, I was more so the deep guy. I was I was partnering with James Ahedibo who was a better box safety, uh, you know, t- down in the box type of guy. And so for 90% of the game, that's how it was. You know, I was the deep guy. James was the the down guy. And then when we would go to, you know, too high stuff, I would generally go to the passing strength. And, you know, he would kind of go away from the passing strength. And so Drew Brees is a smart guy. And so we kind of had to use that against him. We knew what he was expecting, what he, you know, had been seeing all day. And in that moment, I don't know what it was. You know, I just, it was just, I wanted to go and make a play. And, and so I just, uh, just asked Diggs to switch it up. And, you know, he, like a great teammate that he is switched it up and um i was able to show drew um a look where he thought i was in quarters i really do think he thought i was in quarters and so he thought i would be double teaming uh i think it was brandon cooks i think because he ran the inside route because he know when you're in in quarters that backside safety has to uh take on number one when um when he inside releases like that so he inside release came up ran like a little 
curl route or outside corner route or, you know, some kind of sideline route or something like that. And so for me, I was able to show that kind of a quarters look, you know what I'm saying? Didn't show any kind of signs that I was in a, a robber situation. And, you know, once he, once he looked at me and kind of confirmed, okay, I think he's cover four. He felt like he would have that middle open because in that coverage, the nickel is basically playing one-on-one with the slot with safety help over the top. So if the nickel get beats to the inside, there's generally nobody there. And so the nickel ended up getting beat to the inside, not because he was in the coverage Drew thought he was, but because he was supposed to be playing outside leverage. So when Marcus Colson cut on the inside, Drew's like, oh, we got this first down and I'm coming from the backside. So it was a great play. It was a, it was a, you know, like I said, we just had to use um, Drew's smartness and what we knew and, you know, what I had been showing him all day, just use it against him. And uh, we was able to make a big play. And that's why you've talked about for so long about the mind games you can play on defense, making things look the same so you're not tipping things off and they think, hey, I've seen this all game, cover four, let's go, let's ride, and then a game-ending interception. Right, but that's why I feel like you got to be locked in. You got to know how to play the game. You know, I was, um, you know, yesterday I was sitting around and my son, my middle son, um, I think he was looking at some stuff on YouTube and I heard some guys talking about like, you know, their 40 and their vertical jump and all this stuff and the combine stuff. And it just had me thinking, man, I'm just like, you know, yes, you got to be able to do some of those things. Right. But guys learn how to play the game. You, you, like, there's tons of people that can run fast, jump high, super strong. You have to know how to play the game. That's the most important thing. Just because you can run fast, jump high, doesn't mean you can play the game. And so, to me, you have to be locked in from the very beginning so you can understand what you've been showing them, what you've been doing, what you've been giving up see how they've been trying to attack what you think they're going to do because we're playing a game. You know, you look at the game that happened last night. You know, they they went at Deron Bland in the first half and and torched him. And, you know, he came back in the second half and made a couple plays, right? Um, But you just got to understand, hey, they've been coming at me. This is how they've been trying to come at me, all right? And play the game. And if you do that, you're going to give yourself a, a, a better chance to, you know, have a, a, a better career. You know, you just got to just got to know how to play the game. And so that was one thing I tried to pride myself on playing the game. Let's understand how we're being attacked, what they're trying to do and then what we're trying to do and see what we think can work and, and how we can, you know, mix it up, play the game, do something. And um, like I said, that time it worked out perfectly. So it was a good thing. And that's always kind of been one of the things for me is to be in the NFL, you obviously have to have a minimum athletic acquirement. Athleticism matters in athletics, but it only matters to a degree. Once you get to the NFL and you're good enough to be there, 
there's a lot of different body types, a lot of different athleticism types, and a lot of ways that you can play faster. You can play faster with your eyes, with your mind, not necessarily getting faster on the field. So it's nice to see people that work hard and are athletic rather than just coasting, rather just li- than riding along. Because you look at even Tyreek Hill, he is arguably one of the most athletic men in the NFL, but you see him working hard every single day, and it just makes such a difference. Right, it makes a huge difference. You know, I tell people all the time, you have three types of players in the NFL. You have guys who are uh, extremely athletic, but they don't put a lot into it, you know, brain-wise, work-wise, but they're just extremely athletic or they're extremely big and strong. And they can be good players for a little bit, you know, no biggie. Um, And you have players who are extremely smart, somewhat athletic, you know, they athletic enough. But they're extremely smart. They're okay, you know, strength-wise. But they're they're good enough athletically, physically, and they're smart enough that they can play too, right? They play for a, a good while, have a good career. And then you have guys who are extremely smart, work hard, and they're extremely athletic or gifted or strong or big. And those are your Hall of Famers for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So. That's that's really what you have. Guys who are extremely talented physically, but they also put the work in and mentally they work and they learn how to play and they don't just rely on their physical ability. Those are the guys who generally go down as your Hall of Famers. And then you look at the Detroit Lions coaching staff and there are a lot of intelligent players. There are a lot of intelligent former players four of who played for the New Orleans Saints. Dan Campbell, obviously, this is a homecoming for him. Aaron Glenn, it's a homecoming in two ways, because not only did he coach for the New Orleans Saints, he also played for them. And then you get Mark Brunel, the quarterback coach, JT Barrett, the assistant quarterback coach. They all wore Saints uniforms. So did Alex Anzalone, who might not play this week, Teddy Bridgewater and C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So this is a big Saints crossover episode here. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you get the head coach that, you know, had ties in New Orleans, played, you know, and coached down there. So he's going to bring some guys off the staff. Right. So now you got, you know, people from New Orleans and then a lot of the players that he knows or knew or had some type of relationship probably came from New Orleans. So you want to bring those guys in. You know, they understand you. They understand your system. And so it'd be a good it'd be a good time for him. I'm sure he's excited to get down into the city, probably get him some food, you know, see some people that he know, hang out a little bit, and then they go and play. And I mean, he's gonna want to win. I'm sure he's gonna want to win at a um, and he's gonna want his team to play really well. Probably not just because he's coming back to New Orleans, but just because it's the lines that we need to, you know, play well. We need to bounce back. They've had ten days. Um, they need to bounce back from that Thanksgiving debacle and and go out and play well. And so I think that's going to be his main focus. And then at the end of it, he'll talk about how, you know, it felt to be back in New Orleans and, and all those different things. But I think for the most part, he'll be focused on the lines and, and playing well. And if they do that, it'll end up being a great trip for those guys. And that's the thing. We've talked many, many times about how revenge games, for the most part, kind of a made-up narrative. This is definitely not a revenge game, more of a reunion, a homecoming game, which still matters a whole hell of a lot for these guys. And so if you're a guy like Aaron Glenn, 
and you practiced against this offense, this offensive scheme every single day for years when you were the defensive back coach for the Saints. But now you've got a different quarterback because when you were there, it was Drew Brees running the show. And at the end of it, a little bit of Jameis Winston. Now you've got Derek Carr. So do you take what you learned from the Saints in the past and kind of throw it out the window or at least to a degree knowing this is what the offense is like now under Derek Carr, even though it's technically the same offense? Or how do you play that? Well, I mean, yeah, I think you look at some similarities and you see what's different. You know, I mean, if they got the same coaches and same coordinators, um, you understand that the offensive system is going to be the same. Um, but the system may adjust and adapt to what Derek Carr uh, does best. Right. And so um, you're looking at those type of things on film. Let's see what are they doing with him in the game? OK, we know this. Is, we know this is what they like. This is how they're doing it or how they're trying to get to it with uh with with Carr at the quarterback or then if Jameis is there or whatever's going on. Um so yeah there'll definitely be some similarities and things that they'll be able to probably spot and say, okay, we 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 understand this coordinator. If it's the same guy, I don't know if it's the same guy or not. Different uh, guy, but it was a guy who was there under Sean Payton, one of those situations, you know? Yeah. So it'll be it'll be somewhat in the same with a little spin on it. And then a little bit of um, you know, Derek's take on it. So uh, I think I think defensively they'll be clued into to what they like um, and what they want to do. They just got to go out and execute it. And for me, it feels like Derek Carr likes that deep ball a lot more than Drew Brees does. But it's just not always pretty. It's not always consistent. I mean, he throws a pretty looking deep ball. But then when you see it land, oftentimes it's out of bounds. Oftentimes it's behind the receiver. So it kind of feels like that's what they want their hook to be. And it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, you know, Derek Carr has been in the league for a long time. You know, he's obviously a, a pro. He's been playing for a while. Um, sometimes it's tough to make the transition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You come from, you zap. In uh, Oakland for a while, I think he was in Vegas for a while when they when they went there, and then now you're down in New Orleans, and you know first year with the team, sometimes it's just you know it takes a little while, it takes a little while, and so um, he clearly has some talent, um, and I think for me, I just want to con continue to see those balls sell out of bounds, those <laughs> balls, you know overthrow across the middle and maybe we can turn some of those into some interceptions or something at some point um but clearly he has talent he's been in his league for a while uh, we just hope that talent stays asleep uh for another week and that's exactly the thing is the talent is there the talent just doesn't always click with the talent he is throwing to because the saints they're a good roster they're a top heavy roster they've got a lot of stars and then a lot of uh the depth is in quite there in certain positions and that's how they've made up for it. So they can do it. I just hope that they don't do it. And I hope it's a big performance from this Lions defense. We have been lacking and I know it hasn't been all their fault. Offense has been setting them up in bad situations with turnovers, but we need one of those two, three sack games from Aiden Hutchinson, two, three interceptions on the defense. It's been too long since we've had a defensive takeover. Yeah. It's time, you know, um, like I said, I feel like these last two, 
I mean, who did they play before Chicago? Chargers, uh, and it was Chargers. the one by three, but it was what forty-one thirty. Yeah, yeah. These last few games, like they've just been lackluster defensively. hasn't have haven't made a lot of plays. Um, you know, I I don't I don't remember anything being made by the secondary for his interceptions, pass breakups. I haven't really I haven't really saw it as much. Um, and so you go through those lows in the season. So it's not the end all be all. You just kind of go through lows, highs and lows throughout the season. We get it. It's a lot of games. Um, but you've had three in a row. Now it's time to 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 come back, go on the road and, and have a good performance. And you know, we typically play well in New Orleans, you know, dating back to my time in Detroit. We played well in New Orleans for the most part. I mean, we I feel like we used to beat New Orleans every time we went down there. Um so I will hope that trend continues. Go down there, enjoy some of the culture, the city. Um, you know, don't mess around and getting some voodoo put on you and and all that mess. And don't be, don't explore too much. Um, but enjoy the food, enjoy the city. Um, see a little bit of the culture down in in, in New Orleans, and uh, and yeah, come back and. And and be ready to go come Sunday, and go play a great game. And you know when you when you play a great game, that puts everything to, into rest. You know what I'm saying? Like Jared Goff goes out and plays a great game, it puts the rest the 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 two games where you've had six seven turnovers. Right? We won't forget it, but we'll chalk it up as hey man, he's just human, right? Now he goes out and have three or four more turnovers this week. Now you're saying like, come on now, bro. I mean, it's, it's it's not a situation where we can bench you in 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 a sense, but we can't have ten turnovers in three games from the quarterback. Just can't do it, and expect to con- win at a consistent clip. Not gonna happen. So go out, clean all that stuff up, and just play a great game. Play a good, really good game, and get a win on the road against the NFC opponent, and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving along, because. Really, these last couple weeks is something we all want to put in the rear view mirror one and one. But we now have the chance to go three and one in this quarter of the season. We talk about this all the time. Season's broken up into quarters, four games, four games, four games, and then five games at the end because of the 17th game. We're three and one, three and one, three and one. So we're sitting in a good position or sorry, we're two and one. We need to win to go to three and one facing off against Tyron Matthew, a man that you probably Spent a lot of time watching his film during back in the day and uh, admiring some of his talents because he's uh, had a couple of interceptions of his own. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. I remember him in college coming out of uh, LSU. You know, it was an exciting player to watch in college. I watched him play, um, got into the league and, you know, continued to do the same things. You know, just a playmaker, very instinctive player. Uh, he's been doing it for a while, been doing it at a high level for a while. Uh, it's a pretty cool guy. I don't really know him as much personally, you know, although when I was doing my podcast, the DB room, he actually did come on, make an appearance. Um, and I was able to interview him and talk to him for a whole show. And that was pretty cool just to hear his story and hear more about him and, um, you know, deliver that to the people. Um, I mean, I still hear a lot about the, the DB room and I, I still, I still hear, I was reading a message this morning. Somebody just was like, man, I'm trying to get into pursue my dream of coaching and watching your videos of 
breaking down defenses and stuff like that just helps me so much. So thank you. So I hear so much from the DB room, man. And so it's, it's actually really inspiring. Um, but Tyran came on the show, man, and, and graced it. And, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And that's a beautiful thing about the DB room too, is it's evergreen content. It's never going to go out of style unless they ban the cover four defense. You're going to be able to use it year after year. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. And that's kind of what I wanted when I'm, when I started doing it, I just didn't think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's been good though. Um, I mean, I wish I could keep it going, get it back. And I may, I may try to at some point. It's just, you know, it was good for the, for the time and and to put it out there. You know, like I said, I wanted it to be the basic stuff anyway. You know what I'm saying? So outside of cover one, two, three, and four, those are your basic coverages. And once you start getting into, you know, zone blitzes and fire zones and and combination coverages and stuff like that. I think that's probably a little too much for the for the average fan just to, you know, they don't need to I don't think that's important. Now, yes, if you got coaches that's trying to get into it and this, yeah, it might help those guys. But when I first started, I really just wanted to teach the average fan, you know, lingual uh what certain coverages were what certain terminology was so that when you do watch the game and you hear Tony Romo and and Troy Aikman and all these guys spitting out all this you know language you got an idea of what they're talking about and what's supposed to be happening so that was the whole gist of it at the very beginning I wasn't trying to teach them cover eight and cover seven and and this and that although they they do like it they do like it I will say Oh, people love the content. People love to learn about the NFL. It just makes the game so much more enjoyable when you can understand not even the full ins and outs of what's happening, but getting a big picture idea. It just helps make it so much more entertaining. Oh, yeah. And so I guess I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I can develop a different con- concept of things that I can do. Um, but I got so much other stuff going on. It's just really the time. Uh, I'm a one man band, you know, I need, I need to find me a creative partner, um, a filmer, photographer, somebody um, that I can create with because I'm a one man band and I'm trying to run, you know, my own personal life and my framing company and photos and this and that, like, it's a lot running three different pages and this and that. It's a lot. So, um trying to film for the dv room that's ah just seemed like such a daunting task well it's a lot on your plate when you go straight from being an all pro safety and at the same time you're an all pro dad you continue being the all pro dad now you're an all pro framer aspiring to be an all pro photographer i know you don't want to be given the professional label yet so i'm not going to impose that on you but it's just a lot of stuff going on. Keeps you very busy. And so we appreciate you taking the time and educating all of us here. Oh, man, I love it. You know, I, I love it. And, you know, all these things just push you. They just push you. They challenge you. And I've and I've and I've always liked that type of stuff. I don't I never like just being comfortable and settling for things. I've always liked to challenge myself, take challenges, push myself to the limit, see what I can do. 
And that's the way you, that's the only way you truly know what you like and what you don't like. And so these are the things that I'm in right now and I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. And, you know, I was sitting down cause I was like, you know, creating concepts for content is really the biggest thing, right? When you have concepts, it's easy to shoot content. So I was like, you know, thinking about my pages and and the the content that I want to to put out. And the concept just kind of came to me. I was like, you know, I'm a young aspiring, you know, framer that I feel like I do a really good job on my on my framing when I like compare it to a lot of stuff I see. Um, I'm a young, expiring, you know, photographer, and I feel like I take good photos compared to a lot of stuff I see that stuff as well. But I don't feel like I'm the person to be trying to teach you this or teach you that. Like, it's a lot of people do that. Like, I really just want to show people that, like, you know, doing things that you love in life, things that you're passionate about, that's what it's about. It's fun, you know, it's challenging, but when I think about the NFL, right, a hobby is something that people do that they don't get paid for, right? So everybody that plays in the NFL, at one point, football was your hobby. You just played it because you loved it. You just did it because you you loved to play. You loved the game. You wouldn't get paid for it. You was probably paying to play. Literally, you were paying to play football. Right. And then you did it enough. You stuck with it enough. You invested enough time and effort and energy to get good enough to where people paid you to do it. And that's the same way I kind of feel about photography, framing, all those different things. It starts out as a hobby and you're just doing it because you love to do it and it's fun and you're passionate about it. And then you just continue to work at it and work at it and work at it until you get to the point to where people want to pay you for your services. And so it's kind of been the same journey for me, man. It's been fun. It's been great. Um, I enjoy doing all of it. I enjoy talking to football content. I love, I, you know, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. And that's why, you know, this show can work for me because, you know, I have you as a co-host that do all the, the legwork and do all the hard stuff and, I just got to sit down at my computer and talk. And so I definitely appreciate you for all that stuff, man. And, and everything that you do behind the scenes that make it easy for me to sit down and, and talk football and, and give my, my takes and my insights on it. Well, thank you so much, Glover. You got me blushing here. And I think that's a message we can all take away is just keep working, keep enjoying, do what you love, do what you care about. I think that is a great overarching message. Oh yeah, that's you know I've been I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So it kind of just came out. Um, I noticed the Lions Saints preview, <laughs> uh, but it just kind of just kind of came out. It works for Lions Saints. It works for life. It works for football. It works for whatever you are passionate about. Go out and chase those streams. Work at it until you can make some money, and hopefully the Saints are making some money with another win. Any final thoughts on this game? Any score predictions? Any thoughts on life, the NFL in general? 
Um, you know, I I'm looking for the Lions to have a bounce back performance. You know, I think I've picked the Lions to win every game that I pick. I think it's just very difficult for me to say that you know we're going to lose because I when I look at it on paper, I feel like the Lions are the better team all the time from from the teams that they've been playing. Um, they just got to go out and and play. But I feel like they they are the better team, and this week is no different. I feel like they are the better team. You know, playing in the Superdome is a is a different environment. It's a tough environment, but I feel like the Lions are the better team. I think they're coming off a you know a awful performance on Thanksgiving. Um, they've had some time to to recoup. I think they'll come out firing, and you know I don't know much about the Saints for this year. I've seen some stuff. They've kind of been up and down. They've been scrappy, played some tough games, some close games, lost some tough games, won some tough games. Defensively, they've been good at times, not good at times. And I think offensively, they've been the same thing. Good at times, not good at times. Um, But they're an NFL team. You know, we've seen Chicago play well against the Lions. We've seen Green Bay come out and play well. You know, and I don't know if – teams in around the NFL still look at the lines as like they're the lines and they don't really respect the lines, even though the lines are, you know, a top team in the NFC, maybe they don't respect the lines and they still come out feeling like they can just play and have their best game against the lines. Right. Um, because we've seen some teams that shouldn't be on the same field as those guys come out and play well. So I'm not going to put anything past the saints. They're at home. Um, but I'm going to pick the Lions to win again. Um, and I'm going to give them, you know, 30 points because I think Jared Goff is due for a, a, a breakout type game, bounce back type game. Um, so I'm going to go 34. And for the Saints, um, the defense, our defense hasn't been playing great. But I don't I, the offense for the Saints. I, I I'm not real real sure. So I'm gonna give them just an NFL seventeen points. So I'm gonna go thirty four seventeen lines. Absolutely love it. That feels perfect just for so many reasons. The Lions are rebounding. The Lions are figuring it out. I don't think the Saints know who they are, much like we don't really know who they are. I think the Saints are still trying to figure out what this new regime with Derek Carr is like. And so 34-17, book it, ship it, let's ride. We need this Lions win. Detroit needs this Lions win so we can all just relax just a little bit. Glover, thank you so much for joining me once again. It is always such a pleasure getting to chat with you. Go Lions, big win against the Saints, and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.